This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. Hello there and welcome to another episode of basically a bonus episode it is. I'm sorry that I'm recording this introduction not in studio, but I wanted to drop in and say that I interviewed Kathy Kelly, the author, for a main episode which is going to come out later this month, but I wanted to give you her tips for becoming an author, for writing a book ahead of that. So here is the episode. I really hope you enjoy it. Bye. Cathy, a lot of people who follow me, particularly people who subscribe to the podcast to get this bonus material, have an interest in being writers or always feel like they have a book in them. And I know that you mentor people. Yeah. Do you have any advice for people who want to write the great Irish novel. Okay, the great Irish novel. Um, I, I, first of all, I will say that Marion Keyes did that wonderful thing that was, I, I think, very helpful to people. And I, I, I often think, um, of of doing a similar thing myself. Maybe I don't know. Maybe doing a class or something. But I then I think, ah, oh, Jesus, people would say, who's Joanne telling us how to write a book? I mean, I don't think anyone would say that. But you know, look, a very successful author. Come here. This is this is me. This is this is me with all my insecurities. Um, when I started writing, um. Like this is millions and millions of years ago. Uh, my mom and I had tried to write a Mills and Boone, right? This is when I was in college. So I was 18 and we decided we'd write a Mills and Boone to make money. And we had a golf ball typewriter and the E was dodgy, uh, which, yeah, you can see where it's going here. I don't know how two people can write a book. I, the Ashling girls are geniuses. I met them for the first time the other night. I think they are amazing. I don't know how two people can do it because I'd go off to college and my mother would have written in longhand, you know, a heroine walks into the room. Describe room. Anyway, that didn't work. Then I tried to write this Clogs and Shoals novel. Didn't work. I was... Basically, the, the the thing I learned is that the book that you have to write has to be from you. There's no point sitting there going, I want to be Marion. I want to be Column to Bean. I want to be anyone else. If it's not authentically you, you might sell one book to, a you know, a, OK, publishers want to buy. They, do, they don't want a book. They want an author. That's number one, right? Um, they want someone who's going to be able to write lots of books for them. Two books is of no interest to them. They need to know you have a succession of books. Um, I would say uh, do not go for the sequel thing unless you have some spectacular hero heroine who can do a Jack Reachery vibe. I'm just uh, I'm just picking that as an okay, example, yes, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, because sequels. If the first one doesn't doesn't work, you're in big trouble. Okay, so forget the sequel. Um, look at what is out there and this is this is seems to be flying in the defiance of the advice I have just given you but if what you really want to write is a science fiction novel about you know goats who get stuck on a you know space station probably not going to be a lot of money in that one now maybe money is not your issue but it is for most of us so with all that information, so like look at what people are already buying. Well, well, it's it's not even so much at look at what people are already buying, but like don't lose the run of yourself. I I get a lot of people who who come to me with books that are bonkers. Okay, the people or the books, both. Okay, and it's very hard with the bonkers people to tell them. Lads, you know, this is not going to work. And I, for years, I used to put a lot of work into this and I'd say, look, this is about eight books glued together and none of them make any sense. And would you not think of, you know, maybe 
taking one of the stories out and making that into a book. So you have to be, um, you have to write from your heart. Uh, publishers are now looking for books of 100 to 110,000 words. Okay, in the commercial field, I can only talk about the commercial field. Well, actually, I can't. I can talk. I can talk about all the fields, but um, this would be my particular area. And I, I almost hate saying commercial because that implies that what I do is useless because lots of people read it. But I think there's an enormous intellectual snobbery about books. I think there's an awful intellectual story about books written by women. Yeah, 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 you nailed it there. So um, the thing to do is work out what you're going to write about. Um, if and in that sense, do you mean like I'm going to write about the love of family or I'm going to write about a particular woman who is a primary school teacher who goes to Cork to discover, you know, like how do you mean okay. like a general theme or actually... Okay, do you know a great way to do it? Okay, look, you know the blurb on the back of a book, okay? And the blurb is, you know, you know, Mary goes to Prague to her best friend's pen night and gets lost overnight and always is the most organised person and suddenly her life falls apart and everything is different. Think of the the back of the book. What is this book going to be about? That's the plot, right? Mm -hmm. And then think about the sort of the themes, the important things that matter to you. Is this about rediscovering who you are? Is this that Mary was brought up to always be the good kid? And suddenly she goes, feck it. Sorry, I hope that wasn't a rude word to use. I know lots of rude words and I'm trying to avoid them all. No, you can use any words you want. Oh, grand job. Um, You know, books that work with people, I think, are books that touch them emotionally. It goes back to that Toni Morrison, you know, people will will, will always remember how you made them feel. Mm -hmm. So it's about how you make them feel. And if you can touch people with this person, this person seems real. You know, it's not enough to be able to say she has brown hair and she has brown eyes and she has a pink dress. You know, that's lovely, but that's bullshit. Who is she? Who is Mary? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Maybe Mary is 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 a beautiful, fabulous soul and she's always wanted to find love and some, you know, maybe she's always wanted to have kids, but she's gay and her mother thinks that this is the work of the devil. Figure out what you want to write. Figure out the the motivation of the main character. Somebody once said, you get the main character, you figure out what they want most and then you make you try and figure out how to get, stop them getting it. Yes, because okay? there's a conflict. Okay, right. Because there's a conflict. So it can't just be, I had a lovely day and then I went to the shops. You know, so it's it, you've got to create the character. You've got to create the world the character lives in. You've got to create what the character wants, what is going to happen to the character, what is going to finish up with the character, right? That's one way of putting it. There's a really brilliant book about writing and it's called On Writing by Stephen King and it's very, very clever. Um, he talks about a type of simplistic writing where... Um, you know, I remember being in the kids' classroom one day and there was a, a thing when they were in, you know, um, national school and it was all like, you know, don't, we don't say you said, we say, uh, we laughed, we joked, you know. Actually, there's nothing wrong with saying we said. And it's full of the rules, you know, yes, the, the, yeah, yeah, the, the yeah. very simple rules so that if you have two people speaking and there's a big, 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 long dialogue between the two of them, if you're super clever, you don't need to say, you know, Fred said mm-hmm. or 
Mary said, because the type, the way you describe it is so different that everyone will know exactly who's speaking. But they're, they're little things. Um, you need to write every bloody day. I'm sorry, there's just... Everyone wants to write a book. What's that Plato quote? You know, children don't respect their parents and everyone's writing a book. That's Plato. Yes. Yeah. OK, you... Yeah, everyone's writing a book, finishing a book. That's the bitch. Mm-hmm. OK, so I wouldn't necessarily tell everyone in your granny you're writing a book, but I would sit down and go, what am I going to write? The Your life story thing doesn't always work. A lot of people say their first book is semi... You know, there's a, a belief that a lot of first books are semi-autobiographical. Um, yes and no. I mean, I because I, when I was writing, I very much veered away from that. I wrote about journalism and they were all convinced they were in it in the newspaper. They'd be saying, is that me? And I was going, no, because I know about libel. Um, <laughs> when they say write about what you know, that does not mean you can only write about what you know. But it means, you know, if you were not a brain surgeon, I would stay away from the field of brain surgery because, you know, you're going to have to you're do research. Have, OK, yes. so it depends on what sort of book you're trying to write. Is any of this being helpful? It's really, really helpful. Um, Do you think that people should write the full, like, how do you approach a publisher? Do you write the full thing? And then... Okay. Um, Nobody buys partial books anymore. Okay. Um, So basically you would need to have written the whole thing. Um, So when I got my deal originally, I had written half the book and they eventually bought it for no money. So therefore that was handy. Um, what do you mean? They were like, yes, we'll take it, but you have to finish it first. No, yes, we'll take it, but we're not giving you any money until... Oh, until it sells? Yeah. Okay. That was that, That's what's called a bad deal. Um, so be very careful of that, you know, that type of carry on. Um, you don't necessarily need an agent at first. Once, if someone offers you a deal, then you can start looking for agents. However, um, a good publisher will want you to have an agent because they will want you to be legally represented and protected. And that is very, very important. And, you know, like I have these enormous contracts and I've been in this business millions of years. And sometimes I look at them and my eyes glaze over. Okay, don't sign anything and don't your friend who's, you know, a lawyer for, I don't know, Compo. He's not going to know anything about entertainment book law. Forget that. Um, when so when you've written your book get someone you know or even when you're early on in the book get someone you know who you trust and that may not necessarily be a relative get someone you know who trust you trust who reads this sort of stuff okay, yes, okay. so like there's no point saying I'm going to give it to you ma'am and this is a book about three I don't know gay girls going off in their holidays. Um no I'm a I come from a so very LGBT uh, family, so believe me, there's no joke in, in pla- intended here. Um, so there's no point, you know, giving so that Give it your, to someone who's kind of the intended audience for the book. Give it to someone who's the intended audience who reads. Okay. Because, and who will be straight with you, who will not say, geez, you're amazing. Who will say, do you know what? That's not working. I gave my first book to uh, an amazing woman called Moira Hannon, who was a sub in the star. And I love Moira and Moira because I knew Moira was was going to be able to say, uh, no, nah, that's not working. Yeah, that's working. You need that. You need someone to be straight up. You need to know that not everyone is going to think every word you write is fabulous because I've never thought that. But some people do. I've I've worked with some people years ago on books and they think that every word they write is God's gift. When you send to a publisher, publishers say we do not accept manuscripts 
generally they're looking for new books so it may take four months for them to get back to you uh, don't ever expect to see the book again but send if you're spectacularly stunning looking send a picture Do your synopsis needs to be one page if the synopsis needs to be eight pages they're going to go you need to refine your yeah, yeah. They're, they're going to go what the is what this is book this? about like yes, Jesus yeah, yeah. Christ Almighty? And they, if you know, and if it's this, you know, the seven-part series about the goats in space, forget that. So be realistic. Be a professional. You know, one-page synopsis, one-page letter about yourself. I work in X. I do Y. I have an idea for more books. Here's a picture of me, or here is a picture of my cat. I, you know, love. Social media, RuPaul and, you know, Mac lipstick. I don't know. Make yourself sound interesting. Not make yourself sound interesting, but make yourself sound like a human being rather than robot. And um, three pages, sorry, three chapters and a synopsis. If each chapter is a page long, I would do slightly longer. That's what you're doing. But you need to finish the book first. They won't buy a partial book. Cathy Kelly, thank you so much. That was so helpful. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.